0: And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church.
1: I'm thankful for what I feel in the house. Amen. Amen. This morning we'll cover uh, Mary's posture of worship. And we're going to take a roundabout road, Brother Allen, and we're going to come back to John. I think it's John, uh, chapter twelve. I think so. We'll come back to there in just a minute. But um, you know, I was thinking about the title is about Mary's posture of worship. I thought maybe, Brother Jerry, while we was. Uh, i going to start here in Malachi for just a minute. I'd like to ask for you to be thinking, Sister Bev, if you put your name in the place of Mary's name and, and say, what is my posture of worship? Amen. The word posture means a particular way of dealing with or considering something, an approach or an attitude. Amen. Um, Brother Farrell, I want to have an attitude of worship. Amen. I want to have an attitude and approach, uh, Sister Jenna, to worship. Amen. Because... God sure being good to me, brother Jack, and I'm thankful. Amen. I'm thankful. It was cold this morning, but I could reach up there and turn, uh, brother Toby, turn that heat on. Amen. I'm thankful for the benefits, brother Darrell, of serving God. Amen. But if you'll turn in your Bibles to Malachi chapter one, verse six through eight, we're going to read verse thirteen through fourteen. Very familiar. But we're going to try to come back around into John 12 and talk about Mary's posture of worship but in verse 6 says a son honoreth his father and a servant his master if then I be a father where's my honor and if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priest. He's talking to the priest. He said that despise my name. And ye say, wherein have we despised thy name? Ye offer polluted bread upon mine altar. And ye say, wherein have we polluted thee? In that ye say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. And ye offer the blind for sacrifice. Is it not evil? Is it and if ye offer the lame and the sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person, saith the Lord of hosts? And down to verse 13 it says, Ye say also, Behold, what a weariness it is, is it? And ye have snuffed at it, saith the Lord of hosts. And ye brought to that which was torn, the lame, the sick. Thus ye brought offering. Should I accept this of your hand, saith the Lord? And verse 14 is where I really, it says, but, but cursed be the deceiver which hath in his flock a male and voweth and a sacrifice unto the Lord, a corrupt thing. He said, for I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathen. I thought it was ironic, Pastor, that he asked the priest, he said, if you offered what you was offering me to the governor. Yeah. Right. Come on now, church. If you offered what you're offering me, something that's lame and something blind and something that's sick, would the governor be happy with that, Sister Lana? And I'm thinking about we serve God Almighty, King of King and Lord of Lords, amen? And we're talking about a posture, about something, an attitude, amen? Brother Kenny, we need to have an attitude of worship, amen, when we come into the house of God because he's worthy, amen? He's the one that woke us up clothed in a right mind, And a mind, Sister Mary, to want to serve God this morning, amen. He's the one that made it possible that we have lights on at our house, amen, that we got food in the refrigerator, food in our freezer, Sister Sherry, amen. A lot of times, it's easy to think that it's me that's done this, amen, and we don't give God all that God's due, amen. Sister Jen, we think it's just another Sunday night service or it's just another Wednesday night service. Can I tell you, if we take the the posture of worship, Because that's what Mary done. Brother Larry already hit on it, right? Both the sisters asked the same question. But Mary's attitude was different than Martha's. See, Sister Melinda, we can come into the house of God, but if we don't have that posture of worship, that mind, Brother Junior, to want to come. And I understand we don't have to come here, Sister Shanna, to have that mindset. We can have it at our house. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but I clean the windows worshiping the Lord. Amen. I'm thankful. I'm thankful to God that will travel. Amen. Wherever you're at, he'll meet you there, Brother Mike. I'm thankful for that. But the Lord said, he was talking to the priest. He said, why are you offering me this stuff? You know that he, he in the book of Leviticus, this is what it said in the book of Leviticus chapter 22, verse 20 through 24, he said, but whatsoever have a blemish that shall ye not offer, it, for it shall be not accepted for you. And whosoever offer the sacrifice of peace offering unto the Lord to accomplish his vow or a freewill offering in babies or sheep, it shall be perfect to be accepted. There shall no blemish therein. Blind or broken, maimed, or having weaned, or scurry, or scab, ye shall not offer these unto the Lord, nor make an offering by fire of them upon the altar of the Lord. Either a bullock or a lamb that hath anything superfluous or lacking in its parts, that mayest thou offer for a free will offering, but for a vow it shall not be accepted. Ye shall not offer unto the Lord that which is bruised, crushed, broken, cut. Neither shall ye make any offering thereof in the land. I've often wondered about how many times that we just come, Sister Mary, just and go through the motions. Amen. I just wonder how many times, Brother Donnie, that God has laid on our hearts to do something. Maybe put a little extra in the offering plate, Sister Edith, for for the work of the kingdom. Amen. And our posture ain't really what it should be. Amen. The Lord's laying on our heart to maybe reach in and push ourselves just a little bit further. Come on now, just a little bit further than we feel comfortable in, Sister Mary. And and reach down a little bit deeper. But our posture is not an attitude of posture. It's not an approach to something aggressive. Amen. Or or we just make up our mind before we, Brother Rayleigh, before we get to the house of God, it's just going to be another service. Can I tell you, church, we're not just serving just another God. Amen. We're not just serving a God that's going to be here today and gone tomorrow. Amen. He, he's who holds, you know, I read somewhere, as he said, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Sister Townsend didn't say that he might not get a shot off at us, but he said that weapon won't prosper against us. Aren't you thankful for God, the same God today, Yesterday and forever. Brother Brian, I'm thankful. I want to be like Mary. I want to give God my very best. And that's what he was telling the priest. You wouldn't give what's lame or broken or sick to the governor. We all know, Sister Jane, if the governor was coming in our house, even if you didn't like the governor, you'd clean your house. You'd get out in the yard and straighten up your yard. You'd mow the grass. You'd weed eat. Ain't that right, Brother Junior? Amen. If you work in a corporation and the president's coming, Brother Ben, we all do a lot of detail, a lot of cleaning, a lot of fixing up. Come on, church. We ought to be just honored, Sister Amy, to get a chance to walk through these two doors. Amen. Brother, Brother Jerry hit the nail right on the head Wednesday night. Amen. We can stay home, Brother Toby, and do it by, the, and I understand that, but it ain't like being in the house of God. Amen. Sister Angela was telling me before church service Wednesday night and said, I said, Well, you look like you're walking better. And she said, You know, I went up front and got prayer. And I hope she don't mind me sharing this with, her, with with y'all, Brother Wayne. But but she said, You know, I felt something when Brother Jerry laid his hands on me and they prayed for me. Aren't you thankful? Come on, church. Every church don't teach that, Sister Kathy. Every church don't say, Come on up front. Let us anoint, let us call the elders of the church, and let us anoint you with oil. And in the name of the Lord you'll be healed. So I had a little hurting in my body, Sister Betty, and I said, well, come on now, Lord. you have that for her now. I'm getting in line, getting me some of it now. Amen. 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 I just got, I, I don't know about y'all, but I got a need. I need to talk to God. And Brother Wayne, I'm glad to report God touched my body. Amen. But what happened if she hadn't shared that testimony with me out there in the foyer? Amen. That encouraged me to go on front front, Brother Kenny, and get prayer. Aren't you? That's why I want to give God my best, because God gives me his best. Amen, Amen brother. When I don't deserve it, God still gives me my his best. Amen. So we're going to talk about Mary's posture of worship in John chapter 12, verse 1 through 6. It says, Then the six days before the Passover came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. Brother Jack, Martha didn't learn anything about the last time she served Jesus. She was busy like Brother Wayne, keeping the house clean, sister bed, making sure nothing burned, everything was just right. And didn't the Lord tell her, say, Martha, Martha, you're cumbered about many things. That's what he said. And here's what she's doing again. She's right back to serving. Brother Donnie, it's so easy to fall back in the same rut we just got out of. It's so easy to come to church, have a good service, and say, man, when I get back to church, I'm going to be a worshiper. And then I get right back to church, and I fall right back into the same rut. Amen. And I know she she had an invited guest, and she needed to serve. But there's a time and a place for everything, Sister Sherry. Amen. You had the King of kings and the Lord of lords in your house. You ought to be worshiping him. Amen. Because it was your brother that got raised from the dead. Amen. And it said, and but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. And Mary said, in verse 3, said Then took Mary a pound of ointment and spikenard. And I, I wrote, I underlined this. It said, very costly. Now, I know, I understand that, that the Lord wrote the book. And, and I understand that every word in here is, is uh, his word. So that very costly must have meant something, Brother Jack. He just didn't put that because he didn't have two other words. We're talking about giving your very best this morning. Amen. Sometimes it's going to cost you something. Amen. But can I tell you, Sister Donna, anything worth having is going to cost you something. Amen. Mary said, you know what? This is very costly, but my king of king and my Lord of lords worth me spending every dime I've got. Is the king that you serve, is it worth, Brother Chavez, spending everything that you've got? physically, mentally, emotionally, to worship your God, to get the posture of worshiping the God that you serve. She said, I don't care how much. Sister Kathy, she said, I don't care how much it's worth. I'm going to break this box. Brother David, I'm going to pour it on his feet. I'm going to anoint his feet of Jesus and wipe his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. And you know, there's always one in the crowd. Verse 4 said, Then saith, There's always one in the crowd, Brother Jim. said, One of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, Not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put in it. You know what I thought about of all the things Brother Jerry, that Mary could have anointed and, 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 and could have showed how much he, she could have made him a, um, a nice dessert maybe, could have made him a nice drink or whatever it might have been. But she, he said, I want to anoint the feet. Here's where I'm driving with that. If you remember in Romans 10 and 15, it says, and how shall they preach except they be sent? And as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of the peace and bring glad tidings to good things. I'm a thinking, Pastor, where would her brother Lazarus be if those feet hadn't brought him? Amen. Come on now. Amen. If those feet hadn't have brought the preacher to the, to the tomb. Here's what I'm telling you, Brother Jack. You know, a lot of people say, I don't want to sit under anybody. I don't want nobody telling me what to do, but I'm thankful for a man of God. Amen that's got full authority in my life, Brother Hal, to say, Thus saith the Lord in my life. Amen. I want, I want a man of God in my life to have authority. Mary's saying, I, wanna, I, want to, I want to give the best I've got on these feet because where, Sister Avis, would my brother be had these feet not brought Jesus to the tomb? Amen. God, being God, He said, "You know what? Lazarus is dead. He got the word, Brother Rayleigh." But God said, "He's just going to hang out two more days." See, time don't mean nothing to God, Church. See, you know we set limits. You know we set limits on God by our time mix. My sister Melinda, can I tell you? God runs on a different time schedule. Amen. See, see, they had already Mary and Martha done talked about that He was going to rise again. During the resurrection. But Jesus told him very quickly, Brother Junior, that he is the resurrection. Aren't you thankful you serve a God that can take care of you here and take care of you on the other side? Can I go every further and tell you God took care of you before you ever got here? Amen. I'm thankful for an all-knowing God. I'm, I'm thankful for the men of God that God has placed in my life. But here's my question. and As I was studying, I was... I've never heard nobody preach about this, Brother Brian, but what happened to Lazarus? I understand Mary obviously had a relationship with the Lord, but Pastor, shouldn't that have been Lazarus there? I shouldn't have been Lazarus' sister there washing Jesus' feet. Come on now, church. Shouldn't that have been Lazarus? Lazarus should have been pushing old Mary out of the way and saying, uh uh uh-uh, because, see, we're going to get to this in just a minute. You, here, Let me just read this, and we'll come back to this. In verse 9, it says, Much people the Jews therefore knew that he was there, talking about Jesus. And they said, They came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus, also whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death, because that by reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. Brother Donnie, they come to see. Now, here's an here's interesting thought. The chief priest wanted to kill Lazarus because Lazarus was telling a testimony. The people was coming to not only see Jesus, but to see Lazarus also because he'd been out giving a testimony. But why wasn't he the one washing Jesus' feet? Well, because here's the thing. Brother Danny. it's real easy to, 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 to not worship God when God's done something for you. Amen? Because the devil will tell you nobody wants to hear that. But I just told you, if Sister Angela hadn't told me, encouraged me Wednesday night, I wouldn't have come up front and got a healing. The Bible just told us that, that by, because that by reason of him, many Jews went away and believed on Jesus. Church, we need to let your testimony get outside these four walls. And come on now, and we need to worship Jesus. We need to give Jesus our very best. We don't need to be like Lazarus, Sister Jenna, and say somebody else will carry the torch. Church, because God knows who you're going to touch. Sister Patricia, God knows who you're going to reach out to, because you're going to reach people that Brother Toby's not going to reach. But all those people, Jesus loves all the little people. Amen. All the little children. But the Kenny, what I'm trying to say this morning is, we all got something to thank God for. We've all got something to break our alabaster box and put it on Jesus' feet and worship him and praise him for because where would we be, church? Where would we be? You know, know, in Romans 12, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That goes for each and every one of us. Brother Larry, not just for the ministry team, not just for the worshiping team, not just for the Sunday school team. Amen, church. Because we all, like Lazarus, we've all been raised from the dead. Amen. We've all been delivered from wicked works. Amen. If it had not been for God, where would we be at today? I'm so thankful that he paid a price that I couldn't pay. Brother Dale, he done something for me that nobody else could have done for me. I've got something to thank God for, amen. I look around and think about, God, you could have used so many more people than me. So many more people more qualified to be up here this wonderful day holding this microphone talking to you wonderful people. Says Danielle, but God chose me this opportunity to come up to to tell you what God's done. I want to be like Mary. God, I I don't want to be like the priest back in Malachi day and just drag whatever I can to church and throw it up on the altar and say, there it is, God. There it is, God. When I come through the doors, I want to leave, come in with my hands raised. I want to leave with my hands raised. When I'm out mowing, weed eating, washing, whatever I'm doing, I want to give God glory. I said to Mary, when I do an accounting of my life and how good God's been to me, I need to be that living sacrifice. Amen. I thought about this past week. We was over in Daytona, and I'm not preaching against this by no means, but there was motorcycles everywhere, just everywhere running up and down the streets and come to find out it was bike week over there. Don't go over there if it's bike week, church. All, right. All you hear is motorcycles running up, and if you got a motorcycle, God bless you, amen. But, man, they was running up and down the roads at 3 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. They just, but, Jerry, they was everywhere. But here's what I'm driving at. We was going somewhere, and Sharon looked over, and she said, those folks, are no license plates on motorcycles. motorcycle so said, they was from Ohio Wisconsin, New York City, everywhere. They was down there to ride a motorcycle. You understand, Jesus wasn't at Daytona Beach. He was at Daytona Beach. You know what I'm saying? The president wasn't there. They was just there on their motorcycle. Drove all the way from Michigan. I'm going to talk to Sister Edith. All the way from Michigan, all the way down to Daytona Beach to ride a motorcycle. That's just hard for a boy from Chiefland to wrap his little education mind around. Hey, Amen. I don't know. Never mind. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm just going to keep pushing on here. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. They was not ashamed of their self, Brother Brian, running up and down the road showing off their motorcycle. They was not ashamed of dropping it in the red light and all you heard. Was... And when one done it, somebody. Brother Jack, It was everywhere. Come on now, church. But we come to church and God start moving. We like. These people ride all the way from New York City to Daytona just so they could bother me while I'm sleeping. Come on now. They just bother me while I'm trying to sleep. Racking them things. And we get embarrassed. The devil say, don't raise your hand. We get embarrassed. Don't sing out loud. We get embarrassed. Don't go up front and get prayer. Come on, don't get up move around and run around the church. Somebody gonna, who cares if somebody laughs at you, amen? If they can ride their bicycle from California to Daytona Beach, we ought to be able to stand in the house of God, raise our hands, lift our voice, shout to the top of our lungs for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He wants your best, he ain't gonna take second, he ain't gonna take thirds. he ain't gonna take fourths. Amen. we need to be like Mary and give him the best gift we've got. And the best gift you got is your praise. Come on. Because I promise you, when they get them motorcycles back to wherever they're taking them, they're going to clean them up. Oh, they're going to spend time on polishing them up. Men's going to walk by them and look at them and say, I wish I had one of them. He's going to get in the car and say, honey, I want one of them. And she's going to look at him like, honey, and say, no, you're not getting one." <laughs> Amen. Well, see, Brother Daryl. the devil tells us when we come to church, we can't do that. But we come to a church that we serve a God that's far exceeded our expectation. Amen. And I'm moving on. I got to go. We're talking about Mary's posture of worship. Talking about David. Y'all know about King David, the man that killed the giant. David was a bad dude. But we're talking about they went and got the Ark of the Covenant. And he was bringing it back. And as most men sometimes, he just done it the way he wanted to do it, Brother Darrell. He just got him a new cart and threw it on the cart and some oxen, and they took off with it. And we know the story. It slipped out, and the man touched it. God was so wrath with the man, he killed the man. So David said, we better come up with plan B. So he went back and read the instructions. Brother Brian, sometimes we need to read the instructions. Amen. We know the Bible said that the priests were supposed to carry the ark. So anyway, in 2 Samuel 6, verse 13 through 16, I'm going. And it, and it, was, and it was so that when the, that they bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fat. Now, just think about that. Every time they took six steps, David said, we're going to kill something. David saying, we're going to put something to death. Can I tell you, if you'll take six paces and put your flesh to death, you'll worship God. If you'll walk six paces and, and put something dead that's holding you back from serving God, you, you'll make a place with God. David said, we're going to, I'm so excited about getting the ark back to Jerusalem, we're going to sacrifice. If we get excited, Brother Jack, when we come to church and sacrifice when we don't feel like... Come on, when you don't feel like giving, just sacrifice... We don't feel like witnessing, just sacrifice. Amen. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. When's the last time we had a good dance-off? Come on, church, when's the last time? When's the last time you left church this wore out because you just danced it down? I know, I'm getting a little tight here, so I'll keep moving on, amen. I'm just, what I'm trying to tell you brother really is I just love the Lord. Nobody's ever been so kind to me as good as God's been to me. You know, I I get so excited when I get to come to church and raise my hands. When I get to feel the spirit of God moving, what an exciting time that is. Aren't you thankful you go to a place of God that you can raise your hands, lift your voice and worship God? Aren't you thankful? David said he danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was girded with a linen e So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark, and the Lord was shouting and with sounds of trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw the king leaping and dancing before the Lord. Sister Amy, don't you want to just leap and dance before the Lord? Don't you want to just let yourself loose? Don't you just want to, don't you want to sacrifice your flesh? And say, flesh, you ain't taking over today. I come to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. I don't care what Brother Larry says about me. I'm going to raise my hand. I don't care if I make Brother Brian mad. I'm going to lift my voice. It don't matter what happens. I don't care if it makes me late. the the, the 12 o'clock buffet, I'm just going to worship God. Amen, because what it's all about, Brother Kenny, is the here and after. Amen, we just passing through. We just here for a little while. Amen. Aren't you thankful for a God that died for you while you was yet a sinner? Amen. And this is what she said. She said he saw David dancing and leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. Is it just me, Brother Darrell, have you ever thought about raising your hand and the devil speak into your mind and say, what will they say about you? Have you ever heard Sister Jane in your body and you thought I'm going to go up front and you just, the devil put in your thought, what will they think about you? Have you ever thought I just want to go to the altar and bend a knee before God and pray and the devil put in your mind, somebody's going to think you just sin. Come on, church. Because if God's working, we got to move while the water's trouble church, we got to move what they say about the iron while the iron's hot you got to hit the iron. David said he didn't care what happened. His wife was upset because he was a king and he laid down his kingly robe and she thought he'd lost his place He's, and we're gonna get to that in just a minute but Brother Wayne, he hadn't lost his place. He said, you, I guess you didn't understand the story that he was just a little shepherd boy when the man of God come and called him out to be king. He was just a little young fella, Brother Brown, when he took on the, the, the giant called Goliath. When all the other Israelites, they went and hid in the caves and up in the hills. Come on, church. Have you ever thought about, a Mary, where you'd be at if God hadn't knocked on your heart's door? Oh, I don't know about you, Brother Allen. I got a lot to leap and jump and joy for how good God's been to me. I'm, I'm thankful that my children are still serving God. I got grandsons that's serving God. I've got son in law serving God, church. But, Jim, I'm thankful for that, amen. I don't care what the devil says, amen. If God tells me to come to the altar and pray, if y'all think I sin, come on up here and pray for me, amen. Amen. What I'm trying to tell you, church... Let's leave all that outside. When we come in the house, Brother Ben, let's just come to worship God. Let's come with a posture of praise, a posture of worship. Let's take our place and say, God, we just come to worship you. So, Jessica, that's what it's all about is worshiping God. Because God is worthy. David didn't care. David didn't care. Let me tell you what he told his wife. In 2 Samuel 6, 20 through 23, He says, Then David returned to bless his household. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David. How glorious was the king of Israel today who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovered himself. David gave her a response that Brother Wayne would give. And David said unto Michael, It was before the Lord which chose me before thy father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore will I play before the Lord. Well, yes, Alan, God could have said, Wayne, I'm not going to knock on your door no more. I'm tired of knocking. Come on, yes, sir. Amen. I want to be like David. I never want to forget where I come from, Sister Shanna. Amen. Every chance I get, I want to lift my voice as high as I can. Amen. The world's not ashamed to praise their God. Amen. They'll wear their shirts. They'll wear their hats. They'll put it on the front of their license plates or on front of their car or behind their car. Amen. They'll, they'll put decals out in their yard. Some of them fanatic people paint their cars the same color. Come on, church. And that's all going to fade away and it's all going to burn, burn up, Brother Orlando, with a fervent heat one day. But what we've got is laid on the other side of the blue. The thief can't get to it, Sister Jenna. The rust can't get to it. The canker worm can't get to it. Amen. We serve a God that is nothing impossible to those that believe, Brother Jack. We ought to be like David. We ought to remind the devil sometime. Devil, I know where God brought me from. Devil, I know how God's blessed me before. Devil, I remember when I didn't have nothing and looking around, I got all this because of God. Amen. We need to resist the devil. Verse 22 said, he keep talking and said, I will yet be more vile than this. And I will be base in my own sight and the maid service which I have spoken of, them shall I be had in honor. Verse 23 says, therefore, Michael, the daughter of Saul had no child until the day of her death. Brother Brian could it have been because maybe she wasn't a worshiper. She didn't have a, a posture of worship. Her, maybe it, was it because her dad wasn't a worshiper? That he didn't set the standard at the house? Because, see, she thought it was beneath David's dignity to take his royal robe off and lay it down, Sister Jean. Because he was the king. But he was worshiping the king of kings and the lord of lords. Amen. Such a babe, he didn't mean no disrespect to the kingship. But when the king of Kings and the Lord of lords at hand, you got to worship the king of king. And I find that, I just found that amazing that the Bible said that she had no child until the day of her death. Just for, I know, I know the women's going to turn the volume down here for just a minute, but I'm just trying to say this on David's behalf. Proverbs 27 and 15 says, A continual dropping in a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. And Proverbs 21 and, 21 and 19 said, It is better to dwell in the wilderness than in a contentious and an angry woman. Amen? Now, Now, here, here's what I'm driving at, church. His wife didn't support him. Amen. Got the support. Amen, because pastor's right. Because if your helpmate can encourage you, just get your hands up just a little higher. When the devil's knocked you down, the helpmate comes along and helps you along. That's why it's important when we come to church, Brother Jerry. That's why it's important about worshiping in church. Because, see, Sister Melinda, if I'm having a bad day and I see you over to worship, it'll encourage me to worship more. Amen. His wife wasn't there to support him, wasn't there to help him alone. She ought to be right out in the middle of the street worshiping right along with him. Amen. I thought about let me let me tell you what um, what what the Lord had to say about Judas, another non-worshipper, because he was the one that said, "Could this not this could this all not been spent and given to the poor?" Amen. He was critical, brother Alan. When, when Mary brought the very best, can I tell you, everybody that sits beside you may not be as excited about how God's blessed you such a baby but we got to worship through that. Amen, because our, our response to God is what God has done for us. Amen. In verse 4, John 12, 4 through 6, we read it a while ago. It says, Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? But the Lord settled that all up. This he said not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. He had the bag and bear what was put in it. Brother Jerry, do you know that bear what was put in it? Means he was taking out of the bag. He was taking out of the bag. He didn't care about worshiping God. Mary said, God, I'm going to give you my very best. I'm not going to drag up something broken down to, to, to your feet to worship you, because if your feet hadn't brought you to this tomb, my brother hadn't have never resurrected. What would have happened if God hadn't come to your life, Brother Daryl, my life? Where would we be at today? Amen. I was hoping Brother Larry wasn't going to be here this morning, but he's here, so I got to go on. I got to keep moving. Brother Larry and Sister Amanda has invited us out sometime to go out and eat with them. Sister Shanna and Brother Larry drives me crazy when him's eating. eating. Well, see, if Brother Larry gets through eating... He just closes the dish and puts it in the bag, and he's through. I said, "Amen." I'm seeing there's French fries and there's half of a burger and there's something else still left on that plate. And I'm thinking he ought to eat his whole plate, but Brother Larry don't play like that. <laughs> Brother Larry said when he's through, Bud Jerry, he's through. You know what I mean? I ain't, ain't raised that way, Sister Boy. There's ants at my house that could eat that. There's birds at my house that could eat that. Because you understand, Brother Kenny, I done paid my hard-earned money for that food. And I don't mind to tell you, and I wish he would not hear it sound a whole lot better. I've often thought about reaching on that plate, putting it on my side so I could take it home with me. But I told you all some time ago I was scared of him, so I ain't going to do that. <laughs> but here's what I'm driving at is this, Brother Justin, is I wonder how many times we come to church that we leave worship on the plate that we just leave worship, but we come with a mind to want to worship. We really wanted to worship before we ever got here, but the devil started talking to us, Brother Jack. And then you start looking around and you think, well, what would so-and-so think about if I just got up right now and run around the church? It don't matter what they, what would God think about? That's what we need to worry about. What would God think about? And Sister Ava said, you know what? I'm going to throw my hands up in the air. And God, if you'll just pour it on out, I'm just going to let it go. Huh? Don't worry about what if Brother Larry's going to finish it or not. Worry about are you going to finish it or not? Are you going to worship the Lord? Because, see, here's the thing. Me and you got to give an account for the deeds done in our body. And I'm closing and I'm through. I want to tell you about God's posture of Worship. Remember, posture is a particular way of dealing with or considering something, an approach and an attitude. Psalms 103 verse 14 reads like this: "For he knoweth our frame, and he remembereth that we are dust." Zephaniah 3 and 17 says this. And you, if you don't have this marked in your Bible, I would highly recommend you highlight it in your Bible. Zephaniah 3 verse 17 says, "The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty." You can stand. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. I'm in the book now. He will rejoice over thee. Now, we're talking about the Lord. Not not Wayne Williams. Not Brother Junior. Not Sister Jessica. But we're talking about God Almighty. Will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. I don't know about y'all. It makes me want to shout. You don't about God that created everything, Sister Mary. He said in his word, we can go back and read it. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love, and he will joy over thee with singing. Let me read this real quickly. Rejoice over you means to dance. We're talking about the Lord now. To dance, to skip, leap, or spin around in joy. Rejoice is translated from a Hebrew word that Strong's defines as primitive root properly to spin around under the influence of any violent emotion that is usually rejoice to be glad, joy, be joyful, rejoice, spin around under violent emotion, brother Dave. God's doing that because of you. And he's asking me and you, Brother Jack, just to lift our hands. Would you just join me for just a few minutes, church? He's worthy. If God's going to sing over you and if God's going to rejoice over you with joy, couldn't you just for just a few more minutes just lift your hands and worship God and give him glory? Oh, God, think about where you'd be at this morning if God hadn't awoke you up, Brother JT. Oh, God, what has he done for you and your family? Amen. Amen. He blessed you if he's blessed you like me. Something that money can't buy. He's gave you something that money can't buy.
0: This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic